You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to the Cult Movie Cantina! Woo! Woo! This is the podcast that looks at some of your favorite uh, cult movies, introduces an alcoholic beverage. That's me. Shows us someone who's not seen them. Present. And we talk about it. Yes, we do. I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty, and I'm joined by, as always... Your Lady of Libations, Stephanie. And... You didn't... Do your wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. Countess Stephanie oh, yeah. <laughs> von Falkenstein, or Frankenberry, Frankenberry. as Frankenberry, what he yeah. calls me. Yeah, Frankenberry. Uh, Frankenberry. I was like, you went That's really fast. Countess von Frankenberry. And Angelical <laughs> Jester. She who knows no movies. Admiral. At your service. Thank you, Eddie's. <laughs> One day we'll have an old audience do that. I can't wait. I'm like, I'm waiting to get that next she level. She who knows like, no movies. Have our whole, whole thing. Audience. Our whole thing. Yeah. And then there's Caleb. Uh, and then we have producer Caleb. Hey, everybody. We have actually on camera this time, unlike last week. Yeah. <laughs> we had camera issues. Well, so we, we've got. But, you know, he yeah. was a voice. <laughs> Here at the Colt Movie Cantina, we have camera issues on the daily. <laughs> Sometimes they're in a ditch. We have a new we have a new camera. I'm excited. We have a new camera. We're testing out a uh, Zoom camera. That's yeah. the guys who make our, our audio equipment. And I would. Does that mean it's getting really close to my face? Uh, it's actually a two shot of you and Uncle Henry. It's you. Uh, you guys have the, it's the new yeah. camera. Zoom Q2N 4K. That's what that's called. But it's tiny. It's like this. Do big. I have a camera? No. Aww. No camera for my libation. So we'll figure it out. It's okay. I pre-mixed today. It's so, so. It was because I, I knew we had guests and it would be easier. You always get the camera anyway. I know. <laughs> so I know. We're, we're sharing this time. It's fine. Uh, you can listen to us on any fine podcast app. Wherever you listen to podcast we are there uh please rate like and subscribe it helps us out uh we're on facebook at facebook.com slash uh cult movie cantina uh we're on youtube you can see our smiling faces on youtube right now on uh youtube.com slash mopcast network and we're finally on tiktok talk tiktok i'm sorry yeah. we're on tiktok we're on tiktok uh, we are at mopcast i don't have access to it but it's fine you can send me videos i can post them Am I on a TikTok yet? No. Not yet, but mm, we, no. we're going to talk about that after the show. Cause I just want you to know that I'm always down to do any of the dance challenges. Oh, <sighs> I've got one that a friend of mine <laughs> sent me for us to do. Okay. So we need to do it. I'm Uncle Henry, wait, Uncle Henry, first of all, do you know what TikTok is? <laughs> I do. I'm just I'm, I keep th- wondering, am I going to get introduced? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you usually wait. Am I just, you am will, I, what no. am I here for? <laughs> You're going to get introduced. Uh, I just have a really good seat to watch this. <laughs> oh, by the way, also Uncle Henry's here. I was, I was well, getting, thank you. I was getting to that. <laughs> <No>. All right. <laughs> uh, I, uh, anyway. <laughs> you shouldn't introduce Uncle Henry. You introduced the camera before you introduced me. <laughs> it is Everybody you. gave out their special fantasy name, and then here's the camera. No, here's the box no, the no. camera came Mine's in. Mine's not a fantasy. I am literally a countess. Of I am as well. Falkenstein is actually well. what I'm I'm a Scottish we're, lord. We're, all right, well, good. You're the table right. of royalty, <laughs> is what we're saying. I'm so, I'm just, we're just saying, you're with royalty is all we're saying. Just and, and what an honor it is. <laughs> what an honor it is. I should uh, know my place. You have to introduce yourself. I should know my place and quietly just sit oh, it's while okay. they talk about the camera box. Look at the box. It's, it's okay. I'm with you. I'm not royalty either. <laughs> Because oh, we found you like like outside the door, like in a like in a basket. <laughs> Your parents just dropped you off one day, and we just that's got right. You. <laughs> we adopted you. You're adopted. <laughs> I don't know. His, if, his like, parents are in the audience right too, now. Right yeah. now, Caleb, you're a serf. If you're really good, you can be elevated to a knight. Ooh, Sir Caleb, the knight. I like it. 
So, um, be a knight, Uncle Henry. <laughs> no, I, look, I'm too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just watch whatever, whatever happens. I'll just watch. <laughs> so you could uh, join me with the jesters. Okay. Okay. As long as there can be sitting. Yes, we sit a lot. I have libations so. though. <laughs> Already early and derailed. Already <laughs> derailed uh, early. What's, what's next on the list? Uh, we, is there a list? Yes, there is. I have a list. I have notes. Maybe you should introduce our guest. I will get there. It's on the list. <laughs> Last season, we did uh, Star Trek Two. We did. And uh, I don't think you remember any of it. Is that the one where the guy shows up at the end on the ship and I thought it was Spock and you said no, but it's No, a that man. is not that one. No, that's from the first season. I have seen more than two Star Trek. <laughs> yes, you have. Yeah. This is your third Star Trek with us. Bollocks. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> no, 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 I, no, I got no. something in there for you. I don't uh, think that's real. Uh, it is real. It is. That up. No, the last time we saw Star Trek was Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, mm -hmm. and our guest... It's a shirtless guy. Uncle Henry... Was our guest. ...was yeah. there for that. And there was a shirtless Uncle Henry guy. from iHeartRadio. Yes. Uh, the famous, died. the famous Remember Uncle Henry. dying on the glass. <gasps> yes. Okay. We're there. I thought that was the same movie as I watched the first time. No, 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 not. that was. Uh, I didn't realize it was two separate movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait till the next Star Trek. Right. Oh gosh. Watched uh, the fourth, but okay. it was the third time I watched a movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. None of it's in order. <laughs> it <laughs> never, on. it never is. Welcome, Uncle Henry. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. We're so happy that you're back with us. Um. You being a Star Trek fan um, of some sorts. You've watched it as a kid, I believe. As a kid? <laughs> no, uh, I, I was an adult when Star Trek debuted, and I've watched all of what's, what they've put out. All of, all of the good, the bad, and the ugly, yes. What is, uh, what is your opinion of Star Trek? It's, uh, it's mindless entertainment. It's something that I don't have to think when I'm watching it. I like seeing... Good versus evil and good wins. And they always usually guarantee that good wins. I like it. Uh, it's a bonus if there's punching, that type of thing. Ray guns, monsters. I, ha I have a question. Yes. You, you said you don't have to think? No. But they constantly introduce people in different ranks and different species. You don't have to keep up with <laughs> But see, you shouldn't have like to worry so about it. Things. Just don't worry about it. They're that. like, there's this person. I was like, who the hell are you? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan enough that I'm going to think about it later. Like uh, the ranks, the, I can't believe he was acting that way at, at that rank. That's not how captains act. I, no, no, no. I just want to okay. see a lizard guy get beat up by a human <laughs> being. Uh, unfortunately, we made you watch this movie, which has no lizard people or fighting or. That's right. I have strong opinions. <laughs> I, we'll get to them. So. All right. So uh, we watched Star Trek IV, um, The Voyage Home. Nice. And uh, from 1986. That is correct. And thank you. Uh, directed by Leonard Nimoy, uh, written by Nimoy and Harv Bennett, who uh, that explains a lot. Uh, Harv Bennett uh, had produced most of the Star Treks, and uh, him and Nimoy got together, wrote the script. Nicholas Meyer also did some, who directed Star Trek Two, did some punch up. Uh, and in fact, I'll get to that in, in the the uh, trivia. It stars William Shatner as Admiral Kirk, because uh, he's Admiral. Leonard Nimoy as Spock, DeForest Kelly as Dr. McCoy, James Dewan as Montgomery Scott, George Takai as Sulu, uh, Walter Cohen as uh, Pavel Chekhov, Nichelle Nichols as Uhura, and Catherine Hicks as uh, Jillian, and some other fakes, and some whales. <coughs> All right, so now we're going to go to, did you have fun facts? Uh, kind of, yes. All right, so fun facts, 1986. So we've done 1986 before. We have. Yep. I think twice now. Yeah, a few if times. I'm not mistaken. A few times. Doesn't matter. We've done it before. So, 
We have not done 1986 for the video game game part of it. Okay. So we are going to get right. to that at the end. But I have a quiz set up <laughs> <laughs> for the three of you. Okay. All right, we have a quiz. A quiz for the three of us, Uncle yes. Henry. The Voyager 2 space probe makes its first encounter with what planet in 1986? Mars. Neptune. Pluto. Uranus. Uranus. <laughs> we were all very wrong. Getting started well, with some class. Well, I kept... I, I can't... I'm trying to... Keep Nep- Neptune was the closest. Uranus? Yeah, I th- yeah, I thought Neptune would be closer than Uranus, but... Um, I wanted to say Uranus, though. So. Uranus. Uranus. <laughs> Derailed already. <laughs> In 1986, what animation studio opened? Um... Pixar. Oh, that's a good guess. It was a guess. Yeah, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll go with Pixar. I have no guess. Well, it was Pixar. You should have gone with the rest. Of <laughs> <laughs> oh, <high> five! <laughs> I come from an era where cartoons are for kids. <laughs> an adult shouldn't know the answer to that. I mean, I'm with you, Uncle Henry. If you listen, I don't watch a lot of cartoons. Okay, good. Would you guys like a question that might hurt your soul? Yes. yes. Okay. On average... How much was a gallon of gas in 1986? Oh, I know this. It would be like 80, probably 85 cents. I'll go with 73. I'd say a buck 75. Caleb, do you want to answer into this one? Oh. Uh. Was he born in 86? <laughs> no. Then why is he answering? <laughs> I'll go. Can learn history. <laughs> I'll go 90 cents. It was. 89 cents. Oh, I got the closest. You did. And now it's like. I remember because I was in high school in 86 and I remember filling up my car. And going, damn it, 89 cents. How am I going to afford to go out later? Well, like, I remember it was like around 90 or 92 cents, but I'm like in 86, it was a little cheaper. So, yeah. I I was driving in 94 and I think it was like in. It was. I I remember it was a big deal because it broke a dollar then, and everybody's freaking out because it broke a dollar. Oh, my God. I wish we could go back I wish I could have a dollar gas right now. All right, I'm going to give you four movies. Which of these movies was not released in 1986? Okay. Okay. Labyrinth. Mm Mm-hmm. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Dirty Dancing. Or Top Gun. Lab, no, dirty dancing, dirty dancing, one hundred percent. It was eighty nine. I'm gonna. I don't have a guess, but I'll make one. Top Mm -hmm. Gun. I need to see that new Top Gun movie. It was so good. Sounds like it was good. good. How many times have you seen it now? Twice. All right. Seen it in IMAX yet? No. Dirty Dirty dancing. Very nice. Dirty dancing is eighty seven. It was eighty nine. Producer Caleb. I'm on it. I can see it. I see his hands moving. Eighty seven. Eighty seven. Really? Yeah. Gosh, I thought I was like in a junior when that came out. Okay, exactly. maybe it's a junior when I saw it on video, I think is what happened. Probably so. That's what happened when I first saw it. So I have a question specifically for Uncle Henry. All right. Which of these songs <laughs> was not on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1986? Papa Don't Preach? You Give Love a Bad Name? Kiss? Or What's Love Got to Do With It? You give love a bad name. That is incorrect. Do you know who's saying you give love a bad name, though? The despicable Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love, I love, I love what's love got to do with it? That's 84. And do you know 
who sang that? Tina Turner. You're amazing. Okay, good. I feel like I'm constantly like shifting this. He back is in radio. He is in radio. All right. Which of these TV shows made its debut in 1986? Okay. The Golden Girls. Nope. The Oprah Winfrey Show. Larry King Live. Or Full House. I'm gonna go with Oprah. I'm gonna go with the other. Oh gosh, it's a toss between Oprah and Larry King. When did Larry King come out? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, did you say I don't know to something? Yeah, I don't, yeah. Sorry, I'm I gonna go with Full House, just because I'm uh, Larry King. I like that you're just picking different. I am. That's <laughs> usually how I play these games. <laughs> that's that's true. It was the Oprah Winfrey oh, show. Oh, look at you. Oprah, yeah, yeah Oprah. Uh, I think Golden Girls is a year later. Wow, er, that's some powerful, powerful win there. Oh, just yeah. I'll answering the question and made it everything just blow up like Madonna over here. <laughs> How much on average would you pay for a new house in 1986? $105,000, $76,000, $92,000, or $150,000? 76. 92. 105. All right. Well, it was $92,000. you go? I wish we could go back to that Unless line. you were in Alabama and you were living in the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you quotes from 1986. Okay. With heart, faith, and steel. <laughs> In the end, there can only be one. Oh, that's from Highlander. Oh, yeah. Who said it, though? Uh, that would be um, that would be um, Christopher Lambert. Mm, nope. No? Mm-hmm. Nope. nope. That was from the TV show. No. It's no. From the movie. No. From the movie? Yeah. Oh. That is correct. Yeah, it'd be Ramirez. Ramirez. Uh, your mic came undone. Mine? Yeah. Oh, what did you uh, do? I didn't do anything. There we go. Now it's. Is that better? Yeah. That'd All be right. Ramirez from the Highlander. She was so excited there could be one mic. <laughs> <laughs> she sacrificed hers. I feel the need. The need for speed. Oh, that's Maverick and Top Gun. That is correct. <laughs> Ask me how I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to. I'm, I'm did, pretty sure did, even our listeners don't have to. Did, we all know. Did, did you see an IMAX yet? No, I no. haven't. There's no IMAX mobile, so we haven't traveled. You haven't traveled to Pensacola yet? Yeah. Pork, the other white meat. Sam oh. Elliott. Was it? I don't remember that one. This one, I don't have the specific person, but the... Oh. Um, yes. No, well, yeah, Sam Elliott's the commercial beef, from, beef yeah. what's for dinner. Um, pork is from the Pork Association, right? Uh, do you know Uncle Henry? Yes. Pork well, it was an advertising yeah. slogan. Do you, yeah. mm-hmm. do you, but from who? I the don't remember. Council? People that sell pork. To the ad council? Tyson? I don't know. Is that a Tyson pork thing? He's my favorite guest. <laughs> why? So why we National, National Pork Board. National, National Pork, pork Board. board. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, where do you work? I work for the, the National, National Pork, pork board. board. Let me tell you, it's the other white meat. <laughs> it is. Next quote. Yeah, that's the ticket. Oh, that's from Saturday Night Live. John Lovitz, Lovitz. The Habitual Liar. There you go. Look at you go. That's a great sketch. It's a great character. <coughs> I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. Oh, God. Oh. You did that initially. In 86. Wow. Yeah. I, th- I, I would think that was older. Fletch. It's got to be from... Like one of the hospital shows. It's from a TV commercial. 
with a doctor who, it's an actor who plays a doctor on TV, but mm-hmm. I don't remember Maybe from St. Elsewhere Had to be St. Elsewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Or, emerge, or uh, ER. Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. Uh, ER in 86, though? Could have been the sitcom ER. That's E slash R. Oh. That's a, that George Clooney was also in. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> it's on CBS, ran for a season or two. Oh. That's incorrect, but fun <laughs> fact. Thank you. Okay. Just random stuff. <laughs> I, I know. If it helps, it's for Vicks. From what? Vicks. Vapor Rub. Yeah. Vicks so who is Was it Mark Harmon? It was not. Who was it? Oh, it I'd was Chris Robinson, who plays Dr. Rick Rick Weber mm-hmm. on General Hospital. Oh, General Hospital. Mm-hmm. All right. And then finally, to end this fun charade, what was the most popular video game of 1986? Super Mario Brothers. Mm. Oh, I think we've done this one. Maybe. No, we haven't done the video game. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not great at video games. I like that you're thinking about it. Though. I know. I'm I thinking. I'm thinking. Zelda was later. Zelda was when I was in college. So Mario Brothers was when I was in high school. So I'm going to have to say Mario Brothers, even though... I'm pretty sure we had Mario Brothers a couple weeks ago. Tron, Mm. maybe? Maybe that was 85. Tron was great. (laughs) Dig Doug. All right. Yeah. First of all, that Uncle Henry knows a video game. (laughs) Well, I'm thinking arcade. I'm not thinking... Right. Well, see, I was thinking about, like... a useless person. (laughs) What's the Galaga? And there's all kinds of cool ones that were out. What's the answer? What's the answer? Well, can I give my guess? (laughs) Caleb's like, wait a minute. Uh, I think it's Zelda, because the first one was out. You think? It is The Legend of Zelda. Oh, really? See, dun, I thought that was when I was about The Legend of Zelda. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, 85. Dun, 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 dun. 85 One of the first Mario. real open world games had players guide Link through an outdoor maze, uh-huh. traveling from dungeon to dungeon. He begins his quest with only a shield and a sword, which is more than other people have, but that's fine, but All quickly right. starts picking up gear, including his trusty boomerang. All right. Link's goal is to survive all nine of the underground dungeons and finally take down Ganon. Once you beat the game, you make it to the second quest, a hellishly difficult remix of the vanilla game that showed us so many gamers just how easy it was to break an NES controller. <laughs> uh, I, concluded my I remember buying my copy of Legend of Zelda. Uh, at the Kmart in Baymanet. Nice. Uh, and it was a gold cartridge instead of the normal gray. Uh, fun fact, I have never played Legend Jeremy of Zelda. We has the gold <laughs> cartridge of Legend of nice. Zelda. Nice. Nice. I don't have mine anymore. I got it for never her a couple Christmases ago. It's very cool. Not one time. Christmas, right? Have uh, you ever played it? No. Me either, Uncle <laughs> what hour? What hour did we get to the Star Trek movie? <laughs> Thank you. That's where I'm at. We're hour two? Hour three? <laughs> we're, na- we're now starting that. So, um, he's gonna have you gather around. Oh, so I'm doing oh. a, I'm doing the sermon a little different. Okay. He might not have us gather around. Um, and yeah, we'll have a gather around. But um, <laughs> because I know and love you. Thank you. But I know you don't remember Star Trek Two. What's what whatsoever? I thought <laughs> they were one movie. Right. So so, so I'm going to do a little recap of Star Trek Two for you. Okay. And then since we skipped Star Trek Three, because there's a whole movie you missed. Right. And we'll give you a recap of that, okay. and then we're going to go into the sermon. Okay. They're all, it's a trilogy. Yeah. So, so are you going to give the recap, or yeah. should Uncle Henry give the recap? I'm giving the recap, so. Because it'd be funny. Because I wrote it all out. Okay. <laughs> He's like, I did the work already, <laughs> right. so I'm giving the recap. So Star Trek Two, <clears throat> Admiral Kirk, his crew of the USS Enterprise, and a bunch of trainees do battle with Khan, a genetically enhanced Superman from the past 
who has commandeered the USS Reliant and is off to find the Genesis device, which can be used to create life on lifeless planets, planets and destroy life on a planet that already has life. Yeah, I never remember none of that. After okay. defeating Khan, he detonates the weapon, but the Enterprise is damaged, and Sock sa- Spock sacrifices himself to save the ship from ultimate destruction. The crew bury Spock on the newly formed Genesis planet, and they head home. That's the first movie. I remember the end of it. Right. I, yeah, I remember them having this tearful moment. I'm pretty sure there was a boat in a case that they looked at, a model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the most important part of that whole movie, apparently. So I apparently really like Vulcans. So that was, that was pretty important. So, Star Trek Three. I didn't touch it. Apparently, I'm cutting out. <laughs> it was the bottom connection, not, not this connection. connection. So Are we here, good now? Here's the yeah. movie you missed. Okay. Star Trek Three. Uh-huh. The USS Enterprise and her crew return home, but to the news that the ship is going to be decommissioned and all the crew reassigned. Bye. Spock's dad shows up to let Kirk know that uh, he needs to get Spock's soul to Vulcan for some Vulcan mystic- mystical hoodoo. Problem is that Spock's soul is in Dr. McCoy, and Spock's body is on the Genesis planet, and they don't have a ship. That's okay. Yeah. They'll steal one. The Enterprise. Which... They do. Okay. Meanwhile, the Klingons, led by Krug, played by Christopher Lloyd, or Doc Brown from Back to the Future, finds out about the Genesis device and goes to find out more information on what could be a devastating weapon for the Klingon Empire. The science vessel USS Grissom is sent to the Genesis planet to study it. And on board is Kirk's son, David Marcus, who created the Genesis device, and Lieutenant Savick, the Lady Vulcan from Star Trek II, um, but now she's played by a different actress because Kirstie Alley was now doing Cheers. And you don't have to think at all when you watch the show. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, the two find out some life forms uh, are by Spock Space Coffin and go down to investigate where they discover that the Genesis uh, effect, effect um, reanimated Spock. But he, now he's a small boy. Trust me, he grows up throughout the whole movie. The Klingons show up and accidentally blow up the USS Grissom. Um, then they beam... Yeah, oops. <laughs> then they beam down to find that the only survivors, David and Savick, uh, they find the only survivors, David and da- Savick. David is Kirk's son, son, by the way. Right. Thank you. Uh, Spock is growing and uh, hits his pond far phase, where it's every seven years, Vulcans have to mate. And, well, there's only one other Vulcan female, and let's just say that's handled off screen. <laughs> they pond fired. They pond fired hard. Had to be awkward for David, who was just kind of hanging out while that was going on. <laughs> It's awkward for me hearing you describe <laughs> it. Uh, the Enterprise shows up at Genesis, fights the Klingons, and both ships are damaged. The Enterprise is disabled. The Klingons find David, Savick, and Spock, and Krug orders to kill one of them unless Kirk surrenders the ship. Krug orders one of them to be killed just to, because, to show us his intentions are real, and Savick is chosen, but David, not hearing it, tries to defend her and is killed in the process. Kirk goes all, Klingon bastard, you killed my son, before surrendering his ship. But he sets the Enterprise to self-destruct, and then he and the crew beam down to the planet as the Klingons bring aboard, and moments later, the Enterprise is destroyed. Boom. Mm-hmm. So, real quick about the Genesis planet. David used some stuff that wasn't supposed to be, uh, well, you weren't supposed to use to make a Genesis device, and now the planet's unstable, and it's going to blow up. And this is also causing Spock to age super fast, so they need to get him off the planet. The crew finds Savick and Spock. Krug beams down to fight Kirk. The other crew uh, are beamed aboard the Klingon ship and take it over. Kirk and Krug fight as the planet is breaking apart, and Kirk knocks the Klingon off a cliff and into some lava or the planet's core or one of those things. 
He and Spock now beam onto the Klingon ship, and they head for Vulcan. They get to Vulcan, and McCoy and Spock go to the mountain where they, this Vulcan lady, this, where this Vulcan lady Dumbledore does some sort of Vulcan hoodoo and takes Spock's soul out of McCoy's body and puts it back into his, his and Spock's body. Spock doesn't get all his memories back, but he's getting there, and the others are just happy to see him. The end. Okay. So that's the moment. That's the movie you didn't see. That's the movie you didn't mm-hmm. see. So that's, so that's what picks up on the fourth movie. That's yep. why. That's why okay. they they have a whole other ship and they're that's also. Why they're, I didn't know. That's that why they're on a Klingon. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. why they're on a Klingon bird of prey. Yeah, that's why they're the exiled. That that's you guys why think they're. Are I didn't. <laughs> I was like, they're on a they're on a ship. Okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> now to brothers and sisters gather around. Here's Star Trek Four. In space where no one can hear you scream except if you are a sub- space suppository with a whale uh. fetish. An alien probe is zooming through the Alpha Quadrant, draining energy from everything coming near it and is screaming in whale to whomever it uh. wants to listen. Uh. It ends up at Earth where it causes all kinds of problems, beaming uh, some kind of thing into the ocean, making the clouds block the sun, causing uh, crazy rain. It's like Mobile, Alabama, 2 p.m. in August. Pretty much. Earth sends out a call for help and warning others to stay away. Meanwhile, on Vulcan, where the crew of the USS, the destroyed USS Enterprise, tra- uh, uh, traded in their Klingon vessel for a matte painting of the thing. You notice that there was no model; it was just a matte painting right, of the damn right. thing. Yep, they got real cheap on this one. Yeah, I know. All the budget yeah. went to whales, apparently. <laughs> um, they had decided to go back to Earth and face the charges for all the crimes they committed in Star Trek III: The Search for Spock. They all agree, and Spock is coming too. But he, um, he's going to wear his bathrobe. They don't question it, so I'm not going to question it. It's like Vulcan pants are logical. So they take off in their stolen Klingon ship. They have named the HMS Bounty. The Bounty heads to Earth, gets the message, and Spock figures out the probe is talking to humpback whales. But the problem is, humpback whales were hunted to extinction back in the 21st century. We're still working on it. So there's no way that the whales uh, can speak back to the probe, so they're doomed, right? Wrong. Kirk's going to take the uh, the bounty, slingshot it around the sun, and go back in time because that's totally a thing. I have Sh- questions about all Did that. Did you have a better idea? <laughs> no, I did okay. not. <laughs> uh, Spock can figure it out, and you know what he does? And poof, they're there in 1986. So the bad thing is they've used too much power, and they can't get back home unless they get some particles from a nuclear reactor. The team goes out into San Francisco where they split up to look for whales, look for a way to store the whales on the ship, and uh, find those particles so they can get home. Kirk and Spock are on whale duty, and look, uh, and look, they find some named George and Gracie, plus a whale scientist named Jillian who knows all about whales. Uh, problem is, the whales are going to be let out in the wild, which uh, and will probably be hunted. Uh, oh, by the way, Gracie's preggers, like very preggers, like we missed the whole gender reveal and baby shower preggers. She's very preggers. Scotty and McCoy go find some plexiglass to hold all the water and the whales. And since they can't buy it, they give the manager the formula for transplanted aluminum, which hasn't been invented yet. So that probably causes a time paradox, and no one ever is going to talk about it. But that's how they get their plexiglass to hold ocean water and whales. Uhura and Chekhov go to find where they keep nuclear vessels in Alameda. Find the USS Enterprise, a nuclear aircraft carrier, and sneak aboard to get the particles they need. Uhura beams out, but Chekhov is captured, interrogated, and then wounded in an escape attempt, which leads Kirk, McCoy, and Jillian to go rescue him in the hospital. Look, there are hijinks, there are complaints about medieval medicine, there's even a kidney regrown with a pill. But uh, let's just say Chekhov is saved, and they all head back to the ship. Jillian decides she is staying because why not uh, go to the future? They rescue the whales just in time, beam them aboard the bounty, slingshot around the sun once more, get back to the f- and get back to the future. 
They release the whales. The whales talk to the probe. The probe is all like, cool, see you later, and then leaves. Kirk and his crew have to answer for their charges against them. Uh, please see Star Trek Three. But again, <clears throat> but, uh, but because they've saved the, they literally saved the world, all the charges are dropped, save one to Admiral Kirk. He has his rank reduced to captain, and he gets a ship because that's where he belongs. Jillian is going on a science version to l- vessel to learn about the 23rd century. Uh, she's, by the way, really adjusted well to all yep. of this. Right. She has and, no, no cares. Uh, Kirk and the crew go to their new ship, which is another USS Enterprise, the A. Now we have credits. And we never see Dr. Jillian again. We don't, but I, I have an update about her in this, in this episode. Very nice. Your That's thoughts! Oh, that was three movies I did. I've never done three movies. Okay, so my first thought, the whole thing, even when watching the movie, is so whales have been extinct since the 21st century. How was it that Spock immediately knew, oh, that's a well sound. He's smart. <laughs> yeah, but come on. He's smart. Come on. He's like, that's a whale. That's something that hasn't existed in centuries. Oh, that's a whale. He's smart. Maybe, like, he just retains it. Like, heard whales once. Didn't he first say something about, like, they focused on the fact that the water was the target, and then they discovered it was a whale? Right, well, yeah. They, like, they used a little bit of process of elimination. A little bit. It's like... I think he looked at, like, what could be, you know, it was clearly sent there something that was older than man. So whales have been on the planet longer than man has. And so just pointing to the ocean, what could talk back? Mm, whales. Yeah. What do you think, Uncle Henry? Uh, I think you're overthinking it. I mean, if you <coughs> if you believe there's a, another planet where people look just like us except they got pointy ears, <laughs> everything else, uh, we don't <laughs> question anything in it. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. He doesn't think I about mean, things. He just watches it. I mean, right. we he just got to get we got to get the story going. So they, they But I agree that they came up with a solution very quickly. <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah. Captain Kirk saying, "What if what would it sound like underwater?" <laughs> so, yeah. And the whole place is like three buttons. It's like this is yes, what it sounds like exactly it, underwater. Yes, yes. So, yes. <laughs> oh, that's they, a whale. They rushed to a solution rather quickly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I have way for thoughts. Yeah. So. I've already talked for a bit. Yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> I kind of want to go last. Okay. I want to go last. Okay, so my whole thing, th- this movie is... Um <laughs> uh, can I can I go ahead and say? Yeah, you go ahead while I'm gathering <laughs> what I want to say. You can tell tactfully. they were. You can tell how much they were trying to save money on this film. Uh, literally, they're like, so what do we do to save so much money? We'll set it in the modern day, so that way we don't have to do any sci-fi stuff at past the 10-minute mark. Right. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I kind of like seeing the matte painting of the ship. I thought that was, like, I kind of like that type of stuff. I miss that type of stuff in films. I don't mind matte paintings. Star Trek always is, you know, especially Next Generation, they do a lot of matte paintings of, like, here's this colony or here's this. A, but, like, the ship was a little. I thought the ship was really well designed, so and so little, I kind of didn't just, mind. I was like, just put a model. You have the model. Just put it on the <laughs> ground. Yeah. Just put it on the ground. Uh, put it with a matte painting or something. I don't know. Yeah. So, go yes. ahead. No, Well, I was just going to say that, you know, I like Star Trek for a lot of the same reasons Uncle Henry does. I like the, you know, let's shoot some things, let's good versus evil, the the whole thing, you know. Um, There is none of that really in this movie. There's Um, no villain in this film. No. It's very... um, It's It's like the first one. It's like a... Free loving hippie film about save the whales. I mean, really, is what it comes down to. And um, 
even though it had some comedic points to it, I wish it had not been a Star Trek movie. Because I could have done without it in the Star Trek universe. All right. The, uh, the first 30 to 35 minutes of it are way worse than I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. The first 35 minutes are awful in yeah. the movie because it's <laughs> all about trying to catch people up on what had happened in, the, in Star Trek III. Mm-hmm. Um, which was out like a like a year before uh, two yeah but it's still before. if you've never seen uh mm-hmm. star trek three you walk in and it's just a mess the, it, the that part of the movie is a mess the time travel sequence is one of the worst <laughs> time travel se- i mean they had what mannequins floating in space <laughs> right what happened to calendar pages coming off of a calendar <laughs> or a clock going backward I would prefer a clock going backward or calendar pages flying off of a calendar than heads, mannequins yeah. floating in space. They could cut that entirely out of the, the that whole time travel thing could've, was terrible. Could have just pulled a Superman and, you know, had stuff the, cycle. Uh, the movie only becomes watchable once they arrive in the past, and then it's all Leonard Nimoy practicing for three men and a baby. It's all yeah. absolutely. It's yes. all it's all character-oriented comedy. Yeah, yeah. With, with the characters bouncing off each other, which mm-hmm. only will really please the fans of Star Trek, people that love the characters. Oh, I've never seen uh, Bones and and uh, Scotty together like this. Oh, right. it's fun. Yeah. But uh, I can't imagine any non-Star Trek fan liking a minute of it. No. Um, and it. It was weird to me because you see all the all the comedic stuff between um, Kirk and Spock, and if you are a Star Trek fan, you know that they didn't like each other in real life. So it seems weird that they're so like comfortable joking around with each other. <laughs> but those those the the great sequences of the movie are on the bus, right? The, the mm-hmm. Vulcan neck pitch on the that bus. That was great. Yeah, that's. Then just generally their reaction to 1986. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Spock's reaction. Maybe the most exciting scene in the movie, which is a condemnation of the movie, is the hospital scene where they're mm-hmm. they're uh, they're rescuing um, Chekhov. Right. That was cute. Uh, the movie's way worse than I remembered it. Mm-hmm. Way yeah. worse than I remembered it. One funny thing I noticed that I'd never noticed before watching it today was I know, well, they're walking through the streets of San Francisco and I don't know why I was looking at their at their footwear everybody's wearing like normal type shoes Sulu is wearing giant heels oh my god is he wearing heels well obvi- he, is he, he is obviously quite short That's okay true. I didn't know that and I never realized it and then I saw everybody's wearing normal heeled shoes Sulu was wearing uh, almost pumps just so he could be this about the same height. Oh, right, wow. I need to else. go back and watch that. I was, that's one thing I noticed is you saw very little of Sulu in this movie. He was. Um, very little. Sulu. He did almost nothing. Exactly. Yeah. In the movie. It and was Uhuru like, didn't do much either. She didn't. But I was very like, Sulu was, he, he got a helicopter. That was it. Well, e- well even in three, her is cut out real quick in three. She's part of the rescue plan, but she's not a member of the crew to go rescue Spock. Right. She's like, I'll help you get there, and then I'll collect my paycheck, and I'm out. But it was very all character yeah. character interaction, and t- except for the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, I can't imagine a non-fan liking any of it. So 
this is the arguably the second most popular Star Trek film yes. among fans. Uh, really? Fans yeah. like two, four, mm-hmm. and six. Yeah, two, four, yeah. and six. Like well, the even number because the rule is even numbers. Yeah, and I but I like my exception to that is three because three is not a bad film. No. Which one is the one I like? Which one? Undiscovered Country. That's six. Six. Yeah. I love yeah, Undiscovered six. Country. Well, six and two are directed by the same guy, written by the same guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But they're both Nicholas Meyer. This one is not my favorite. Uh, it's not my favorite either. I like two I, and six. I like, there are scenes in it that I love. I love Scotty and McCoy at the plexiglass factory. Yeah. I like yeah. computer. Computer. It's hilarious. It's funny. Yeah. And how he, you know, types. The, and even back then, I'm like, Dad, did, you know that none of that works. Yeah. <laughs> none of that works. And I... I that's charming and fun. I like. Um, I, I I adore the hospital scene because it's it's the only excitement in the film. True, and it's it's but it's it's almost like a, a Three Stooges Marx Brothers right. kind of bit. <laughs> Low stakes, right? And, and and you're exactly right. I didn't put it together until you said it, but you're right. Nimoy is practicing for three men and a baby. baby. Yeah. He's yeah. like, okay, I, I can do comedy. Give me this film. And I think I didn't know he was in Three Men. No, he directed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had no huge, idea. And and four, if I remember, cor- I'm sure you'll have this, but yeah. it, was, it did quite well. Oh, it was a hit. Yeah. Yeah. A no, I saw the movie. It was adorable. It was the. It's the highest. I'm talking about four. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. talking about Three Men and Baby. Four Sorry. was a hit. Yes. People loved the. F- really? Yeah. Oh, the scene where they do the neck pinch on the bus. Yeah. Everybody talked about it. So Star Trek Four is the highest grossing Star Trek film until Star Trek 2009. So until the first J.J. Abrams one, it's the highest grossing until until then. So all the other ones, they, they did well. How did that beat Khan? Oh, yeah, because... Um, Increased hype from the, from the from other Khan, movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Came to, Plus, it, they're showing them in modern day in San Francisco. Just go. Uh, yeah, it's a whole uh, thing. It's, it's okay. a whole thing. Look at how the future looks at us. We're all backwards. Well. They're still using money, which ruins Star Trek, I think, because that's the first reference to, to, to the past, uh, to Federation not using money. And it's been like a whole thing they've been dodging around all the other shows. Like, no, everyone. Well, has. you know, I remember the uh, Ferengi had a lot of money. Yeah, right. Latinum. Right, but that's but they're they're a capitalist society. Like, feder- the Federation doesn't use money, and so it's like they're like, well, then how do you interact with other groups? That's a good question. How do you interact? And they don't, they just choose not. To, they just ignore it. Well, no, because <laughs> except for on um, Deep Space Nine, they do get Latinum because several of the members would do bets and and buy stuff from Quarks, and they have Latinum to purchase right. from it, Quarks. It depends on what works for the story. Right. Yeah. yeah, you have so to. Scotty, what did you think though? And on our rewatch, did our, you recently rewatch? I watched. I watched it Tuesday. Okay. And um, uh, watched it with our friend Kisa. And so, uh, um, by the way, Kisa gives us two th- two Kisa thumbs up. She loved it. She loved it. She absolutely loved it. And bless um, her. <laughs> it's it's. I think it's a fine film. I think it, I think it's a weird way to end this trilogy, which I don't think they designed it as a trilogy, but it it ends up being a trilogy because mm-hmm. you've got this whole Genesis device thing, which they abandoned it for for, for this Wales, I guess. They're they're again they're key moments I live. I mean it's a it's an average movie at best. It's low B for me honestly. It's got its moments, but at the end of the day, I ne- needed a villain, needed some punch. There's like I said, the, the only action sequence in the game in the in the movie is the hospital thing. Yeah. And so, and it's like the close, a, and it's a little too silly. Yeah. I, uh, so here's my thing. I don't so mind silly. It's a little too this silly. Is now, right we have after not heard Justina. She said it would surprise right. me. So. She's going to tell us it's the best. <laughs> no, she's no. not. I can tell you right now she's not going to tell us that. Are you ready? The first 30 minutes had to make you sick. 
Tell this us. was my favorite Star Trek movie that I, <laughs> I ever <told> watched. <laughs> Are you serious? I knew it. I knew it. Like, it started and I was like, oh, my God. Like, she was in the kitchen. I was like, the credits are like 10 minutes long <laughs> at the beginning. And horrible credits. We haven't credits. even started. And I was like, it's time to drink. I was messaging them. Mm-hmm. And then it got started and I was like, I actually understand what's happening. Like, I could follow <laughs> yeah, I, I, it. I got that message. It's yep. the first one she could follow. This is follow hilarious. It. it was fun. I enjoyed it. I thought all of, like, the computer thing was funny where he was like, computer. And I was like, that's not going to work. <laughs> or when they went to the hospital, they're like, here, take this pill. And she's like, they saved me with a pill. And I grew a kidney. <laughs> like, it, I really enjoyed it. But I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to, like, the parts at the beginning where it's like, oh, you did. I understood. Oh, you did some shit. Something happened to Spock. I don't know. So they're concerned about so his brain. So it didn't matter who the characters were. No, for you. like, and that's the thing is, I didn't, I didn't know their dynamic. So to me, it was just how they're interacting with modern day society at the time. It, right. This is why Spock the movie was, was swimming a hit. with a whale. Th- this that is makes why the sense. movie was a hit. That makes yep. sense because they're non non trekkies could enjoy it. Because we'll I didn't it. have to understand who, like, where they landed within. So to me, there was a villain because the villain. Now, granted, what the hell did they need to say to the whales? Like, that will bother. There are things in the movie that bother me. Like, it shows up and it just a couple times and then left. Like, I don't. What'd they say? The space whales were What'd they me. say? What'd they want? It doesn't matter. They're like, are you okay? Yeah, we're, we're good. We're still here. Just wanted to make That's sure you guys were still around to maintain uh, I will, the I will, contract. I will give this fun fact, uh, well, this trivia bit early. Okay. Because to answer your question, uh, in the original cut of the film, the one they showed to audiences before the preview audiences, right? There, there are subtitles of what the whales and the probe say to each other at the end of the movie. Oh wow! What do they say? I, I, I don't know them. And it just says subtitles. And so just, and the. Why didn't you Google that beforehand? No, no, I looked. Did they not? Yeah, I looked for them. It? I'm oh. glad. I'm glad they left that out. You're right, but I'm you're like Harv Bennett wanted to put it in. And then Nimoy said it didn't work, and so they pulled it out. Well, that's yeah. Fair. If it didn't work, it, then I didn't want okay. to see it. So yeah, I you know I just figured they're like, it's a, you there? It's Sweet. that it's that same level of over explanation for why they removed the uh, in Blade Runner. They removed the inner thoughts. Right. Like we don't need it. Well, my my thing was it's probably one of those like okay we're checking to see if you know everything's okay with you or you. Well, still as human beings, well, well we don't know what a whale would think. That's fair. We can't speak. They're that. probably a lot right. smarter than we are. But the villain to me is just based on because I didn't see the third, sure, yeah, yeah. and my brain didn't see the second, so it doesn't <laughs> matter. But something happened. Oh, and my big takeaway is that I'm an admiral with Kirk, so we're best friends. It's fine. Well, he's, <laughs> a cap- he's a captain. I, now. It doesn't matter. He'll come back up. I imagine. Yeah, I yeah, and um, they kept saying admiral, and I was like, in generations, he's an admiral again. So he did something bad. He's in trouble. They're like, let's go. Let's go back. We'll take Spock with us with his baby brain. I don't know what happened to him. I assume he had a concussion. I don't know. <laughs> like something happened. He's not right. He and was, then at some he point, was basic- the other guy was like, your soul was inside of me. I was he like, was basically <laughs> like reborn. So, I, but I, do you see how much I followed? Like, I know all this information. So to me, the bad guy was they had to do something to make it so he wasn't in trouble Technically, anymore. So it's like, Spock's you got to save the world. Now. So I, like, let's get whales and save the world. Like, a rabbit, and, like the crow or Jason Voorhees. Yeah. <laughs> so, like that to me, that was like it had to derail whatever Star Trek mm-hmm. is to get Star Trek back on track. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I can't. I will say that. this is my my husband's second favorite Star Trek. He loved it. What's he, his first favorite? It was second. No, Con with Con. This is the best one. It's it's it, the best one. It's like, not, dare it, I say it's not? Because I remember nothing but the ending. I mean, yeah, that's okay. If you're a Star Trek fan, the second I, one is. I like I like two. I said this in the podcast. I like two. 
even if it wasn't a Star Trek fan, like a Star Trek movie, it worked. It's like a see. I, that's how I feel about this one. My works. husband loves Star Trek. His favorite series is Deep Space Nine. No, Enterprise and then Deep Space Nine. Oh, okay. he likes the whole. I will say I thought Enterprise was on Star Wars. So um. when they said Enterprise, I was like, why the hell is that on this movie? <laughs> <laughs> 100% that popped up, and I was like, why are they mixing the movies? I don't understand. <laughs> that's crazy. But that's the, I think that's the round healthy. one. It's healthy not to know <laughs> all the sure. details of this nerd stuff. <laughs> shows you <laughs> have a you. more balanced life than others. Now, I will say the end of this film is very Harry Potter to bring yeah. in another world because we had Star Wars already in I it. I didn't get now. the Harry Potter part, but um, okay. Because at the end, they were like, you broke all these rules, but you saved us. So 20 points to Gryffindor. 20 points to Gryffindor. 20 points to Gryffindor. Gryffindor wins! <laughs> okay, I get it now. Here's your ship. The longer he kept going, I was like, when you posted, <gasps> when you posted Harry Potter, when you did your little equation, I was sitting here going, uh, Harry Potter, I don't get it, but now that makes perfect sense. And then the sense. Halo One at the beginning, like yeah. the beginning of this movie, felt very like the beginning of Halo games. We're like, we've had all these issues. Okay, come so up I've and never seen happen. a Halo game, so I don't uh, know. Quite a lot of them. And then it was like this journey to, I don't know, get the whales, and then nice. I think I, I Harry think Potter. I, I think I get this. I got this text from you when you were watching it too. Um, that I want to bring up. It wouldn't surprise me. I did drink while I watched it, and that didn't happen. Me too. We had margaritas. I had smoked old fashions. Ooh. In fact, okay. So the first, and I'll, I'll post these pictures on the episode and put them show notes. Uh, she, <laughs> the first one is she's sitting down, she, and it's, it's her perspective watching the the title credits, and it says "Time to make a drink," and then she posts a <laughs> gift of Kitty from um, that seventy shows oh yeah, drinking, that, mm-hmm. and then it goes to. Oh, period. My, period. God, period. Is this movie seriously all about an alien reaching out to whales? <laughs> and then another picture of Kitty drinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she made the picture and then she had to make another I one. I used to <laughs> love her. Oh, it's all about I whales. I used to love it's literally oh, all about that, whales. That scene of events. Just hey, made me giggle. Honestly, it was my favorite so far. I'm not going to say it's the best because I have not seen them all. And if I watch them in order, I cannot say that it would... If I understood the story, it might maybe still it be your favorite. But it, it was just fun. It was yeah. it was fun. I followed it. I loved all the gags. I loved that Spock went swimming with whales. That was funny. Yeah. I don't like how quickly like this romance kindled in one day where she's like, "Take me with you." And I don't think you'd be given whale tours the day the whales are about to disappear. I feel like you wouldn't just uh, be like, "Let's go." On I can one see last them doing that. Tonight. I can see them doing that to make oh, no. money for the aquarium. Make but they, but they might have announced it, right? Yeah. No, but not necessarily. She also oh, must. She also must not have liked Kirk that much because she never sees him again. She just wanted to get to that time, and she had a killer suit. Like her outfit was badass. Okay, she, yeah. she got clothes to fit her new time address. <laughs> nice. Again, she's super well adjusted to all of this. Yeah, she's she was like, like, I was yeah. like, all right, cool, this. alien, sweet, no problem, cool. I'm just gonna go to the future with you. I'm just like, clearly, she, clearly, she has nothing to leave behind. She's just out. My, I'm just going with my whale. So, second franchise with uh, Christopher Lloyd in it that has a woman go to the future, right? <laughs> Sometimes nice. you gotta do what you gotta do. Oh, uh, just as a random throwaway comment, Kirk, that guy sounds exactly the same today, but looks completely different, younger. I yes. don't know his yeah. name, but I can't think of it. That's William Shatner. Yes, yeah. uh, like, his hairpiece looks the same today. <laughs> it yeah. does. But I what's mean, so, it does. so yeah. funny? So if you watch the original Star Trek, he had very nice 
like straight, short hair. And then when he loses his hair and he gets a hair piece, it's very curly. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like he gets mm-hmm. like a little fro hair It's piece. like a perm. A yeah. It perm. is. So, yeah. like, but he sounds exactly oh, yeah. the same. Oh, yeah, he yeah. still sounds but the same. His younger version of himself looks so different than his older version. That he was good looking kind of when he was young. Yeah. And like then really the other looking. one, uh, Takai. It's yeah. the same. He sounds Ooh. exactly yeah, the same, but yeah. he looks way different too. It was just well, he's older. I know, but like they just you know when you age and yeah. they still look the same. Sometimes they don't. They didn't. They do not. But they sound identical to their past right. selves. So, little throwaway. Now I'm done. Are you ready for our libation? I am. Yeah. She's brought it up. So She's who's ready. drinking today? Uh, I'm not, but I know. Us at the table over there. I've got Derby wife. I have Caleb. You guys, would you like some? Are the Lockwoods drinking? Lockwoods? <laughs> yes. I no. I say no. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I pre-mixed today because I knew we had a guest and to save time, but I did take a picture of the ingredients, which we will upload for. Go, cool. yeah, we'll put on, the, put on the show notes. Yeah. So I made a drink. Called ocean water. <gasps> Ooh. I am going to put a Malibu topper on it. Even better. Nice. So Ocean Water has, for one drink, um, one quarter cup of pineapple juice, one quarter cup of coconut water, two ounces of blue curacao, and one ounce of Malibu. So there's actually three ounces of liquor in every drink. I am not mad about this beverage. (laughs) And I will bring the gummy whales next time. Because I feel like it would have been a good addition. It would have been perfect. It would have been perfect. Um, okay, while, while she's getting things ready. Yes. Uh, which which of the Star Trek films do you like? Well, uh, it feels redundant to talk about it. I was here for your episode on Star Trek II. Yeah, but that was two years ago. Uh, Scotty mm-hmm. and I went and saw Star Trek II on the big screen a few years ago. Might have been five years ago. Yeah. In fact, for the 35th, because right. this is the 40th. 40th. 40th, and they're doing it again in September if you want to see it again. I do. I, well, I would. Uh, I do not. I'm not ashamed <laughs> to admit that when we saw it five years ago in the movie theater, I did weep at the death of Spock, even though I know he's coming back in Star Trek Three. I mean, he comes back with a baby, Wales. from what I yes. hear. But I still, that's how much I like mm-hmm. that movie. I, mean, I wept yeah. openly, even even though Scotty White was near me. It's because that's I mean, kind of, we're close friends. We're, yeah, also, yeah. it's a powerful moment. It so, is. I mean. Caleb. I always cry when Dumbledore Caleb, you're, dies. you're too young to understand my mature <laughs> moments here. See, I cry when Snape dies. So, that oh, would I be, to too. answer your question, that would be, uh, oh, I'm a big fan of two. Uh, after that, it would be six. Um, and then four? Maybe. I'm actually thinking about revisiting the first one, which was, um, I've always had such uh, irritation toward it. Maybe I'm, years have passed. Maybe maybe it's better than I remember. I, there is a new 4K cut with uh, enhanced special effects uh, available on Paramount+. Plus, and I watched it recently, and it is... Why I need to look at it is still the motionless picture. <laughs> okay, but I uh, I'm not a real big fan of the next generation movies. I like First Contact. That's about it. Um, so it would really be two and six would be my top. We're gonna do six on the podcast, so we'll have you back for six. Uh, six is uh, Klingons and Shakespeare. 
I love that one. We'll see. Yeah, that one's a good one. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it's what it is, literally. <laughs> it's Klingons and Shakespeare. And it's Is cr- it Shakespeare in Klingon? Because I will not follow. <laughs> no, there's no it's all in English, but there's Shakespeare. In but it has um They did make a Hamlet. In six, in who who is Klingon. the English actor? Is it uh, the the great English actor that's no longer with us? Christopher Plummer. Yes. Yeah. Christopher Plummer uh, yeah. from The Sound of Music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plays a Klingon. Yeah, he plays a Klingon. I've, I interviewed uh, Christopher Plummer Are those in Trinity's Klingons? Bar in Mobile, Alabama. You did? Yes. Look forward on YouTube. Uncle Henry interviews Christopher Plummer. I will. He was down for a movie called Firehead. Yes. I had no idea. Martin Landau also uh, was in movie. It was in town for the same movie. Right, he was in the same movie. Yeah. We're gonna do, uh, Drew and I are gonna do Firehead and a couple other movies that were made down. Martin Landau, gigantically tall. Oh, you're spilling. But. Yeah, met. Uh, got to meet Landau oh, in. Sorry, I was the WABB studio producing uh, and I was more starstruck by Landau than Plummer because I was a huge fan of the original Mission Impossible TV series. Right. Thank you, madam. Why did I make an extra? I have an extra. Becky, want If not, I'll drink <laughs> it, but uh, you know. If you don't have to cuz one of us will take care of it. Right. I figured one of you are right. And let me. This guy's like, I'll take it. It's like, I'll probably be getting second. So <laughs> say, that, if, if this is an issue, <laughs> I, I will take care of it. I have plenty. Yeah. And plenty of ice. Is it good? I haven't tried it yet. Let's we'll try it. I was going to wait. Jamie Cheers. loved it. There I made go. him a glass. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to the ocean water. Mm. That is quite delightful. Yeah. It's Thank beachy. You. It actually yeah. is a beachy beverage. Right? Yep. A really good mix. Thank you. Paper towel, Ooh. but we'll handle that later. Don't look at this. Get well, people watching the mess I made. I don't know, we'll figure it out later. It's fine. We usually have some back here. I think it's okay. I'll clean it afterwards. <laughs> it's We're fine. Good. We're not concerned. Here at the Cult Movie Canteen. And we have plenty. I have plenty of ice, plenty of stuff. Are so come down and join us. <laughs> yeah. Come down and join us. I made lots of ocean water. <laughs> Are you ready for some apocrypha? Because I have some. Yes. 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 Susan Sarandon was considered for the role of Dr. Jillian Taylor. Oh, well, the person right. that's in Stepmom or Stepmother. Yes. She was wow. In yes. Y'all. Do you know, I actually watched like two movies today that I picked myself. Y'all need to back Do up. Do you like. know that she was also in the Rocky Horror Picture Show? I, yes, because she's the young one. Though She's Janet. Yes. Janet. Yep. Yeah. I didn't know the name, but yes. Damn it, Janet. Yep. Leonard Nimoy came up with the idea of using humpback whales after reading a book about extinct animals. Nimoy realized that their song added mystery and their size added a challenge for the crew to overcome. Nimoy previously considered a story about a disease that could only be cured by the rainforest, but decided that he wanted <laughs> to keep the film stone lighthearted. Wow. Yeah, so that's what we got. We're so talking this about was something that was thought out. Is several hundred years no. in the future. Where you can like do all these miracle surgeries, and now you have to go back in the past to the rainforest to cure a disease. In sure. Space. He was trying to show us that we needed to change our ways because uh, if we didn't, we wouldn't have Star Trek as a future. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it fits the Roddenberry logic. So I don't like that kidney pill. <laughs> Just Spe- put it back Speaking pocket. of Roddenberry, uh, Gene Roddenberry was initially pleased to hear that the film would uh, be a time travel story as he had been pushing for such a plot line in one of his films. 
Uh, Roddenberry had long wanted a story in which the crew traveled back in time in an attempt to stop the assassination of uh, President John F. Kennedy, but Harv Bennett felt such a story would be anticlimactic with the audience knowing such an historical event could not be undone. Um, but, you know, Quentin Tarantino killed Hitler in uh, Inglorious uh, right, Bastards. Glorious Bastards. So. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, according to George Takai, uh, when McCoy, Scotty, and Sulu are standing in front of the building with the yellow page advertising, a door opens up and an Asian woman appears. Uh, the scene in the film ends at the point, but originally the woman was to begin shouting for a young boy named Hakuru who would run into Sulu. Sulu would then realize that's his great grand, great great, etc., grandfather. The young boy was hired for the scene, but he began to cry on set before the scene was shot and were unable to get him to do the scene. Oh. With no one to replace him, so uh, the scene was never shot. That's sad. That's why we had no Sulu in the movie. Uh, That's it. This also happened to him in Star Trek Three and Star Trek Two. He had extra scenes. And two, they were cut because Shatner wanted them cut, allegedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, three, they were just cut. So he had, a, he had bigger parts in both films, but this keeps happening to him. It's a trend. Is it because of his... Preferences and back in the eighties, that was well, not. Preferences Could it have been the Michael Dorn thing that he that he wasn't pleasant to work with? There, there has been rumors of that too. So really? Yeah. Now Michael Dorn's an asshole. I've <laughs> met him. I've got stories the language about Michael on Dorn. your podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, they didn't tell me when that it was going to be. You know, R rated. Uncle Henry, you, we're you, an explicit you, podcast. You, yeah, you, well, I don't need to be on explicit <laughs> podcast. You were, you were on the show a year ago, you, but you, you didn't cuss up a storm uh, about Smokey and the Bandit. You know I'm what? So you sorry. know what's funny? We we've actually toned it down for this episode. We have. We've I have not, God bless. That was only thank you for that. That was my first bad word. I've already said the F word. She Have said you? the F word. Thank yeah. you. I was like, did you notice that? Because I said our one token F I word. I skipped it. No, we have more than one now. We're, yeah, explicit. we're explicit. We can say them all day long now, Usually but I've been good. we get the one and we're like, all right, there Used was. to, we could only say one because we were, what, PG-13 or whatnot? I've never paid attention to our ratings. But I now, now Scotty changed us to explicit because we couldn't we can't behave. I can't, can't, can't get we no. couldn't behave. Uh, here's I believe that. <laughs> I apologize, Uncle Henry. Uh, I'll, I'll tone it down for you. That's okay. You're I'm not. Sorry. You're you're not as familiar with me. I'm she sorry. Should know I know. She I'm should yeah. so sorry. I will, I will tone it down. He's not God a nice person, you. Uncle you're Henry. Welcome. Is all I'm saying. He was not a nice person when Michael I met Dorn. him. Michael Dorn. Michael Dorn was not a nice person when I met him. Okay. And Michael Dorn now will never be on this podcast. He was. Mm. I, well, there was He doesn't deserve to be inle- until he apologizes to me. Ooh. He Ooh. should not be on our podcast. It might work. You know, playing a Klingon. You, it might you might need to be an unagreeable person he was to really get not into a clean on he was he was himself and he was signing autographs and he was very ugly when i went and had this my very favorite special edition wharf 12 inch figure signed by him because i was so excited about him and he was ugly so there he was just dismissive he wasn't Dismissive is I've always wondered why they didn't give him more to do. I thought he was one of the most interesting characters. Would love to have seen a show around him and his his family. Never could figure out why they didn't want to do it. um, Maybe that's why. I he was my favorite Star Trek character until I met him in person. Who's your favorite Star Trek character now? If I had to pick one, Mm -hmm. one it'd be Garrick. Garrick is great. Well, Worf has two emotions that he uses on screen. Mm-hmm. 
Anger and confusion. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Anger and confusion. You I, are not wrong. Yeah. I'm not wrong. Kirk is my favorite. And he, it is. Good. I, I'm a Riker fan. Cisco. Oh, really? <laughs> Cisco, but but like, uh, you know, go to because the you're you're kind of like you're a number two over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aren't they called red? But shirts? I do all the work, so you know. Well, I mean number one. You're yeah, a number yeah. one. Number over one. There. You had it right, yeah. Uncle Henry. I no, I didn't mean <laughs> it. I wasn't being scatological. <laughs> I wasn't being scatological. No. Well, I now know what the I didn't think that. Be this week. But, <laughs> but, but see, see what do I have to deal with? If, <laughs> this is Scotty is Picard. Wait a minute. Then he's clearly Riker over there. Oh wait a minute. We have been struggling with finding a nickname for Caleb for this podcast. It is he's now number two. It is now number oh. two. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean Caleb, I, I owe you. Oh, sure. I didn't mean that to happen. It's okay. It's not your fault. I thought of you as number one. It's not, it's not your fault. It's it's them. Picard didn't get into fist fights. He would just say, number one, go beat his uh, tail. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> so you got more... Uh, Facts. Yes. Look at Caleb. We should probably probably play Screw, Mary Kill on this note. Hey, Uh, no. no. Um, uh, That's coming after our trivia. All right. Ready? Here's my favorite part of uh, my favorite apocrypha. Okay. The film was originally supposed to have Eddie Murphy instead of Catherine Hicks. What? For who? For the as the, the whale specialist. Yep. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. What a terrible idea. Eddie Mur- Kirk would have hit it off. They Ed- would have been lovers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he hits everything else. That's true. Not? Eddie uh, Eddie Murphy is a huge, huge Star Trek fan. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, was uh, was in talks for doing this. The script was cha- was different at the time, though. Murphy was supposed to be a uh, professor concerned with UFOs who spots the decloaking Klingon warship at the Super Bowl. Uh, apparently, all other um, all others are convinced that the ship is a half time special uh, half time special effect. And while Murphy believes it's real, Paramount declined the script for two reasons: they did not want to combine their two most profitable franchises, Star Trek and Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. And Murphy had signed to do The Golden Child, which came out the same year instead. Maybe somebody had also watched Superman Three, <laughs> yeah. and realized that was not a good idea. That was not a good well, idea. Well, it all worked out for everybody's favor. All right. Bar trivia time. Here's you some ice. I'm sorry. No problem. Thank you. She looks like she needs a refill. So we talked about um, Put some ice in your cup. A, a little bit about the the scene between uh, Kirk Nemo, uh, uh, Kirk Spock, and the punk on the bus. Right. So the punk is played by Kirk Thatcher, who uh, is a puppeteer, an artist, a special effects master. He's been in. Uh, he's been involved in tons of films uh and um he was just kind of helping out on this movie and uh, he ended up uh because of his look got the um the punk part because they just needed someone to put it this scene was designed uh real after the script was written they just kind of added this in um it was a cut scene from nicholas meyer's film time after time uh and so which is a uh a film about H.G. Wells hunting down um, Jack the Ripper in modern times. And uh, so he had this scene where, you know, H.G. Wells would encounter a teenager with music playing from a boombox, and so they changed it to this. The um, music on that the punk listened to is written uh, and sang by Kirk Thatcher, so it's his own music. Um, oh, that's great. 
he also did uh, so much extra work on the show, on the film, that he got uh, bumped up to uh, an associate producer. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. So they, he got paid more. Good for him. It was shocking. Nice. You know, it was shocking for Star Trek to have somebody flip the bird. <laughs> he flips Kirk off. Yeah, he, he, does. Flips, he does. Flip Kirk. He does. Can you imagine flipping Kirk off? Spock took care of it. Yeah. He put he him did. to sleep. He Probably one back. of my favorite lines, though, is um, the... The Kirk's like double dumbass. Yeah, the cursing yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> it was yeah. funny because I like Spock. Just Spock's it, trying to like figure it out. He's like, "How does this work?" Just, just a lot of hells. <laughs> He's like, "How about you not? How about you not? Yeah, you're, you you're quite, bad at it. You don't quite have it, so I'll just do it." Uh, I, I mentioned this earlier, but as the alien probe approaches Earth, at the film's beginning, it emits a sound wave that Spock determines to be an uh, attempt to. Communicate with Hunchback Wells. After the first test screening, it was suggested by uh, of Harv Bennett uh, Thank you. that uh, they would create an on-screen on subtitle to translate the sound, which suggested, "Where are you?" <coughs> Nimoy and Nicholas Meyer insist uh, insist that any explanation of the pro of the Wells would be ruin the sense of mystery. So and so, no subtitles were used. Uh, Shatner was originally reluctant to return to the Star Trek franchise. Uh, Leonard Nimoy and Harv Bennett considered making a prequel uh, about the characters in Starfleet Academy, which eventually became uh, Star Trek 2009. Uh, eventually, uh, Shatner was offered a pay raise in order to convince him to return. As a result, Shatner and Nimoy's uh, raise uh, as a result, Shatner and Nimoy's raise salaries. Paramount Studios had to lower the budget of its new series, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, wow. uh, why did he hey. not want to come back? Well, I he thought I heard. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Okay. But I'd always heard that Kirk used this as a way to force them to let him direct the next one. Uh, fun fact, he was supposed to direct this one. Really? So so because th th there was a reciprocity uh, clause in his contract, in Nimoy's contract, Nimoy was going to uh, direct three and Shatner was going to direct four. But Shatner couldn't direct four because he was busy filming T.J. Hooker. So Nimoy films this one, and then they give him five. He so do you think William Shatner really didn't want to do this movie? Because he's T.J. Hooker. No, no. Look, who would want to? Who would pick T.J. Hooker over a big movie? I'm like saying, right. well, where's the T.J. Hooker movie? I mean, that, that right. to answer your yeah. question. Uh, I think I. Th uh, by the way, T.J. Hooker is a cop show that was in the 80s. Thank you. I wasn't <laughs> sure what was that. And not, not particularly well regarded. None. It the, was not good. The, was he like in it or he directed He was no, the main character. He was T.J. Hooker. 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 Yeah. Um, a, a very cocky Hooker. macho cop. T.J. Hooker. And like... Um, With Heather Locklear. Heather Locklear was in it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the big joke about the show was that he'd often like jump on hoods of cars. Yeah. Yes. And that was... In fact, it was such a trope they made an SNL bit. Yep. And so, <laughs> like he just go around jumping on hoods. Yeah. Like, like yeah. that's how he would defeat the bad so guy. So he was supposed to direct it. He was supposed to direct four. He's busy doing T.J. Hooker. He could never have handled it. Of course not. Uh, and it would have been a different movie anyway because Nimoy's working on this whale script, and he, you know Shatner's not thinking about whales. No. <laughs> there would have no. been a lot he, more women and right women and things and for fights. and yes Shatner to beat up. I mean that's what more what it would come down to, but. But so I like the fact that they pay, had to pay Shatner and Nimoy so much uh, that it lowered the budget of the first season of Next Generation. Oh but I, well, that, I but mean, again, that why did he want to come season. back? Hmm? Why does Shatner not want to come back? He did. I, I it's think not. It's a, he, I think it was a negotiation ploy. Okay. He yeah. was something happened in no, the way. No, he was bucking for more money. He was bucking for more money. It's the usual actors trying to get more money. That's fine. I didn't know if 
there was draw. I want sip the tea. Yeah. Okay. Y'all are going to have some tea brewed over here, too. Uh, the uh, computer that Scotty uses at uh, Plexicore appears to be a Macintosh Plus. It was on loan from Apple. Nice. But the graphics that it shows were designed on a PC. Yeah. <laughs> That's so. embarrassing. Do you guys remember your first computer? Like, my first computer is probably around that time. It was a Commodore I was 64. I, I, Commodore. I didn't get mine to 90. Commodore 64? My, my first one, I got mine for a graduation pre- present from high school. It was, a, so that was May of 95. It was a compact Presario. Okay, so you had a real computer. <laughs> I sure did. Yeah. My with, first with one was, Windows. I mean, it was a computer. I remember my dream computer. I wanted those apples that were clear with the color. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that was my dream yeah. computer. Yeah, dogs, that was, like, was the cool DOS. thing to have when I was a kid. So, we did not have that. So the Abacus, what was your first computer? <laughs> I don't I don't remember the uh, name, brand, or anything, but I remember buying the computer. Then I got sick with diverticulitis, and I was in the hospital. Oh, jeez. And I was laying in the hospital watching the news when they were announcing this brand-new uh, computer chip development that all the other stuff... This is the fastest. Yeah. And I remember thinking, you know, I just bought a computer and they've come out with the next. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was and that's what when I started. What, yeah. I, what I had bought was obsolete before I started using it. And now that's now, now, now it's every week it's obsolete. Right. Yeah. Right. You just, yeah. When they sing, humpback whales move into an upside down vertical position as correctly depicted in the film. I wasn't sure what that was. After hearing the humpback whale's response, the alien probe also moves into the same position and replies. Oh, how nice. So if you watch it, it turns. I, I saw that they did that. I just wasn't I sure. I did not happening. pay attention That's to that. That's why. Uh, Leonard Nimoy provo- provided the low whoop, 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 whoop sound that the cigar-shaped alien probe makes while flying through space. Sound effects editor, uh, the sound effects editor had come up with several possibility sound effects for the probe, but none of which Nimoy liked. Finally, he asked, well, what do you think the alien probe would sound like? Nimoy thought for a moment and then did the whoop, 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 whoop sound. So they said, okay, let's use that. And then uh, they stepped. he stepped into a recording booth, recorded that, and then the sound effects guy uh, added whale sounds and, and lowered the voice. And so that's literally Nimoy going whoop, 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 whoop. Now I want to go back and listen and see if it sounds right. like a guy going whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, the restaurant scene was filmed in an actual restaurant that did not have a pizza oven. But because of the characters ordered pizza, Paramount bought and installed a pizza oven to make the kitchen more believable. Nice. The oven was given to the restaurant after filming was complete. But after all that effort, the oven is only invisible for five seconds in this film. I mean, she ordered the grossest sounding pizza, too, by yes. the way. What Thank did you. she order? What kind? A large mushroom with pepperoni and onions. Correct. I'm looking at you because yeah. you were like, "Oh, that sounds delicious," and I was like, "That, that is does the sound worst good. I mean, sounding like, pizza. I would totally eat that pizza. No. Yeah. Mushroom, pepperoni, and onions. Yes, you, all day long. That's, that's an outstanding combo. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, amazing. You guys can all see yourselves out. All What's wrong with it? Mushrooms, for fungus to start with, and then okay. you got the devil's flower. We got onions on there. It's so good. <laughs> I know. Devil's, <laughs> devil's flower is what you call that. Yes. <laughs> because green onions have beautiful flowers on them when they when they grow. So they're the devil's flower. Why are they devils when onions are delightful? I don't understand. Onions are one of the worst things ever created. In Do you life. know how healthy onions are for you? Do though? you know how? Do you know how many vitamins are in onions? And the devil. An onion what, is. what is your? What causes the disgust with onions? I don't know, but I I the am smell? telling you. Ah, all of it. Like I don't like the tell, the smell, the taste, the texture, 
Derby wife can come home from work and she'll kiss me and I'll be like, you had an onion okay, today. Okay, let me, and she goes, let me no, ask Derby wife. And then she sits there and she goes, Der- oh yeah, I did. Derby wife's a chef, so I need to ask her, what is the two ingredients in the base in almost every dish? And? Or garlic. That's it. Onions and celery or onions and garlic. Care. Guess what is not Derek, the base it's of amazing. my foods? Onions or celery. I'll use garlic. <laughs> Thank you, Scotty. You're anti-onion. Um, I'm I'm not anti-onion. I'll eat an onion. I love onion. I, mean, I will I, cook with an onion and take it out. So I guess in that regard, like if it's if it's integrated in a dish, it's fine. But no. So you're still getting the flavor. Pardon me. I've got. But I've it's, it's not like as strong. If you eat an onion in terms of just cooking with it, it's a different flavor. It's a very strong. I love pickled onions. Nina, I, I will eat pickled onions. Please story. do. Please do. It's very brief. Okay, and then uh, I'll tell you. Yeah. Take all the time. I had a a, a, a great grandmother that lived to be a hundred years old, and when she was in her late nineties, I asked her, "What is your secret to long life?" And she said, "I eat an onion every day." The way she ate an onion was it raw? It was like. You would eat an apple. No. She would take an <laughs> onion, and she would bite into that onion just like you'd bite into an apple. Did she have many people to kiss her? I don't believe any of us got near her. <laughs> <laughs> but she lived for so a long she time. Al- she lived to be 100. She also loved to listen to the radio at night, and she would lay in her bed with a radio on her chest aimed at her head blasting at full volume because she was hard of hearing could she feel the nice. vibrations no she because it was like near her ears no but if the radio was on her chest maybe that was a comforting feeling it may have been that or it may have been sonically pushing the onion off of her <laughs> teeth <laughs> like she needed that so that maybe. she didn't also maybe. taste yeah. it nice. i just want you to know that betty white said it was vodka so i'm gonna go with that no she vodka said vodka and hot dogs. hot dogs that's right vodka and hot dogs Scotty, you can't do hot dogs <laughs> say i love hot dogs so i'm gonna live longer than you because i'll eat I hot dogs and onions i moved my mom in uh my mom recently passed away but i moved her in when i was taking care of her and my mom has the exact same thing with onions and I didn't realize how strong it was. Except she would eat them? No, no. Where she just, like, we go places. She's like, is there onions? No onions. Please Genetic. don't put onions in it. I'll be making something. And from across the house, she'd be like, are there onions in it? Yes, Mom. I'm putting onions in so it. So you're saying it's a family yes, curse. probably. Right. It's a family curse. I love onions. They're and hot dogs. I've gotten better. And vodka. About cooking Strangely, with them. Strangely, there's no vodka If they're the needed. And then making them big enough to take them back out. Okay. I understand their importance. They're the devil's flower. <laughs> I can think that of other plants or that are band the devil's name. flower. The devil's flower. There's a whole kind of there's a whole list of poisonous plants you know that would top? be the devil's flower. Not onions. Onions. Uh-uh. onions. They are not poisonous. Caleb, Caleb have you ever had an onion? Yes. Did you eat it like an apple? No. Then dare I say, have you had an onion? I eat raw. Gr- I eat my green onions raw. Like we, we like Caleb, do your up, parents put onions in smoothies? No. That would be blasphemy. <laughs> so you would have to see yourself out. I'm sorry, but if you did. A biscuit, Welcome to brown the real gravy, onion and onion smoothie. Right here on the Mopcast Network. Sounds we are not supported Scotty, by this. <laughs> we're only in this podcast. So the USS Enterprise. <laughs> the USS Enterprise CVN-65, or the, the aircraft carrier, was actually the USS Ranger CV-61. The real Enterprise was out to sea during filming. <laughs> so they just had to replace it. 
Leonard Nimoy had said that this film first, when the first the film first came out, whales rights activists caused an uproar. Groups believing that the effects and models portraying the whales were actual footage, and that actual whales were held in captivity or filmed too close to their habitat. Oh my gosh! The whole movie is essentially saying, "Hey, take care of the whales," and they're upset because whales weren't taken care of. No, they thought the whales were all real. Exploited. They thought the whales were exploited. And there's like, no, they're not real whales. They were special effects. But thank you. That's like the best compliment, <laughs> Right. Though. The film bores the dedication to the ca- uh, uh, the casting crew of Star Trek wish to dedicate this film to the men and women of the Spaceship Challenger I whose courageous spirit uh, shall live to mm-hmm. the 23rd century and beyond. The, the Challenger disaster happened a few months earlier. Yeah. Um, while it's rightly thought that Admiral Kirk was the biggest offender in breaking Starfleet's temporal laws, the honor should go to Chekhov. Before escaping the naval of, uh, officers, he threw his phasers at them, he left his communicator and Starfleet badge ID. Yes, he did. None of these items were ever retrieved and would have called a major temporal paradox. Uh, at one hour and 46 minutes, the last sound made by the alien we- probe as it turns away contains the English words, I'm sorry. And monotone in the lower frequencies. I'm sorry. I list that up. That's true. I'm sorry. Um, at one hour and one minute into the film, when Dr. McCoy hands Scotty the computer mouse, it's one of the few times James Doohan's missing right f- middle finger is vi- uh, visible in the entire franchise. Oh, I didn't know he had a missing finger. Uh, the finger was shut off during the invasion of uh, Juno Beach on D-Day. Oh, I didn't realize he was military. Yeah, yes. That's awesome. I mean, not also we got his finger shot off, but, you know, thank him for his service before he passed. Because, uh, wow, that's a thing. When Spock takes the test on his home world, there are questions that ask, what were the principal historic events on the planet Earth in the year 1987? The answer is not heard, but you can see the two answers written by Spock. The answers are this. Computers cloned from carrots... And the New York Times is the last magazine to close doors. The computer didn't answer correct. Nice. <laughs> so those are two things that did not happen. That, <laughs> was, that was supposed to be. Um, I'm trying to find out some. Um, oh, Jane we- Weedland of the Go-Go's yep. is in this movie. She's a communications officer on screen. Oh, okay. And um, let's see. There's one other thing I want to talk about. Um so I want to bring back Savick, who is the Lady Vulcan. Um, there was a scene cut. Uh, there's n- we're not sure if it was filmed or not, but we know it was either it was in the script. And there's I've heard both ways that it was. Um, so there was a scene written or d- uh, or uh, written for but deleted from the film, explaining why Savick stays on Vulcan. It's because she's pregnant with Spock's child. Because, uh, you know, they pawned Fard in the last movie. And she says, uh, Spock saved us all. And you're thinking like her and every, but she's talking about the baby. Huh. So. I never knew Spock had children. Well, they, they cut scenes, so they, of course they didn't okay. do anything with it, so. And I had Spock one. Spock and his dad look like the same age, but one has darker hair. Well, that's because Vulcans live for a very long time. They're they age very age. slowly. They right. age very slowly. So screw Mary Kill. All right. So screw Mary Kill. I know. Uh, this is that's a sick thing to do. <laughs> but we're all gonna play anyway. I won't. <laughs> I won't. That's so, all right. He can sit out. So the people I've chosen for screw. Please, Mary okay. Kill. First of all, please, please no whales. No whales. 
No. Because she'll do that to us. She'll be no, like, yeah, and here's I'm a whale. Not, I'm not. I'm even going to go first because there's a reason why I pick these people. Of course there is. I pick Kirk, Spock, and um, Scotty. And the reason why, because I was Scotty thinking. Scotty die. No, let me tell you. So I would screw Spock because I'm very curious about this pond far stuff. Yeah, every seven years, though, it doesn't matter. I'm, wait. I'm, I feel wait. like if it's I feel like if it's every seven years, it's got to be fantastic for you to like be able to last. See the for show. Seven it's, years. If you ever see the show, it's very aggressive. Uh, thank you. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to marry... You're making Uncle Henry uncomfortable. I love it. I'm going to marry Scotty because if anything in my house breaks, he's going to fix it easily. Like, he is is the best handyman ever. I mean, he hands down will be able to handle any kind of home repair without any problem. Yeah, he can handle a honeydew list. That's what I'm saying. And Kirk, I feel like he causes more problems than he's worth. So he's mm. gone. He's out, in my opinion. I will uh, kill Spock. Cause, Careful. Because I ain't got time for that. No logical. I got to have some. Um, Kirk has proven that he's a capable lover, so I will, I, will, I will screw Kirk. And then, of course, I have to marry my namesake. So me, the Scotties would be together. The Scotties. Okay. I genuinely have no idea what I'm going to do. Look at, look at Uncle Henry. He <laughs> looks so disgusted. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the same team as Scotty. For yes! Yeah. For same reasons? Yeah. See, I'm just curious about the pond fire. I'm sorry. Nothing wrong with that. Curiosity killed the park. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Sugar. <laughs> Sugar. 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 <laughs> uh... <laughs> I don't know what's funny. Are you hesitating? Another look on Uncle okay, Henry's face. This is disgusting. <laughs> and you even got Caleb's in front of his parents <laughs> talking about this. They're okay with it, though. Well, they well that makes it even sicker. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's what's wrong with modern America. <laughs> so, I uh. <laughs> You know, the longer you, gotta you, pick. you know, the longer you you hold out an answer, the worse it's going to get for. I know, but I can't decide. So I, like, on instincts, I want to say I would marry Kirk. Because I feel like you know he'll cheat on you. That's yeah. not Shit. true. <laughs> That's Sugar. not true. Sugar. Uncle Henry, he they have ethics. He they have ethics. Star Fleet Academy teaches ethics. He has relations he's, he's, with every single female he but encounters. But he's unmarried. He's unmarried. I'm going to yeah. take that. For a reason. I'm going to take that and we're going to get married. I'm going to be the reason he settles down. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So you're going to be his they, care of Marcus. This is yeah. all I mean, wrong. So they may teach ethics at the academy, but hey, how often Caleb, does Kirk follow them? Come on, Caleb. So Kirk I mean, and I are going to yeah, get married. Your, your, your galaxy okay. sends Kirk and Alabama. Kirk get married. <laughs> so I don't know if I want, I, I don't know if I'd have, I don't know if I would screw Spock, because if he does it once every seven years, how experienced is he? He's probably not very good at it. But he might be. He lives for hundreds and hundreds of years. That's a lot of sex. Well, I heard the movie before he was a baby, so he's gone. (laughs) So I guess Scotty and I are going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go with that. There you go. And you're going to kill Spock? Apparently he fixes things. (laughs) I mean, it's okay if we kill Spock. He'll come back. See, I can't. I just can't kill Spock. Bye, Spock. Are you sure you don't want to play? Are, we, are you done with this segment? <laughs> yes, we are, we are done. done with the segment. The smut. 
<laughs> this is It wasn't like this when I was here for Smokey and the Bandit. There was nothing like this. <laughs> That's true. Uh, like yeah. this. We, we, we've, we've added it. We, we added it. Well, Actually, next, when it, I come back, if I'm ever invited back, delete that part. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of fun to watch you Chris squirm. <laughs> 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 it's entertaining for the folks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Caleb mentioned earlier that, uh, uh, Jillian just kind of, uh, Dr. Taylor, she goes off and, you know, she leaves Kirk and there's no more, we no more see her. And that's true in the films. However, we mm, no more see her. her. However, um, there are comics and books about her. Yeah, that's the, that's the, no, are they canon? canon? That's memory beta. I That's just want to know: beta. Are they canon? Memory beta is not canon. But I, but I thought it was interesting, so I'm bringing it up. Okay. Because it's silly. <laughs> okay. So um, after this movie, she um, she becomes the uh, inaugural patient of the Federation Department of Temp- uh, Temporal Investigations, their their Temporal Displacement Division. So like she shows the up, Umbrella Academy, right? So she, she shows up and like, well, crap, we got to make a whole new division for you, and so <laughs> gotta, so they do that. So she's the head of that secret group in the Umbrella. Academy. No, she's the first patient they examine. Oh, there you go. Um, and uh, twenty two eighty six, which is two years after the um, this movie, uh, she went she went with Kirk on a boat trip uh, for a month while examining dolphins, and witnessed the birth of the whales. Uh, har- um, George and Gracie's their baby. What'd they name it? Harpo. Of course they did. Uh, prior to the trip, she spoke with his crew about his many missions and how he was a spectacular kisser. I'm sure. Uh, after this, she went to working for the new uh, uh, Cretaceous Institute, where she held the position where she held most of her time. Uh, and then here's where it gets weird. Uh, about fif- just now getting yeah forty yeah. Years, about forty years later she ha- uh, she headed an oceanographic study aboard a, a drift station uh, on a on a on a planet the planet Pacifica on her team was Harpo the son of George and Gracie who had enrolled in Starfleet Academy oh no <laughs> he did not there's not a whale in Starfleet Academy there are two whales in um, Star Trek Lower Decks and there's a, a Cretacean uh, area on uh, the Enterprise and Next Generation, which okay, Lower I Decks watched, is canon, so... I watch Lower Decks. I don't remember the whales. The whales are in the second season, and they're hilarious. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, Star Trek has a mirror universe, and so there is a mirror universe George and Gracie story. Oh, God. Um, the two whales are brought back t- uh, by the crew of the ISS Enterprise, which is the mirror universe version, uh, to interact with the alien probe and were transformed into a huge armored leviathans who then tra- uh, traversed the tsunami-swept oceans, destroying entire coastal cities. After Spock found a way into the probe, shutting down this computer, the whales were left vulnerable to phaser fire and were subsequently destroyed by the Enterprise. I want to be in the mirror universe. Oh, I really do. I'm going to be like under Lorca's command in the mirror universe. So uh, about the probe, um, so after this movie a year later, the it, the crew of the USS Enterprise A uh, finds the probe again, and during a joint Federation Romulan mission, the two parties were able to open a dialogue with the probe, which uh, had been uninterested in human life, seeing them as mites. Oh, delightful! So, so that's what's up there. Wow, it looked like a large cigar. 
This movie was nominated for four Oscars. No, it was not. It was. It's because it was the best. <laughs> that is hilarious. I mean, they're what? probably all. They're probably. Please all tell me for what stuff. Uh, it did not win any of them, but they were nominated for four Oscars. Uh, it uh, was nominated for best cinematography. Okay, I get that. Uh, it lost to the Mission. Okay. It won for. Uh, it was nominated for best sound. For the whale sounds. That's probably so. <laughs> Maybe not. Actually, probably some recording for everything. Yeah, that'd be yeah. for everything. Um, it lost to Platoon. A Platoon oh, was great. Yeah. Well, Platoon won the Oscar that year for the best picture. Yeah. It was a great movie. Uh, it lost uh, best sound effects editing to Aliens. Okay. Okay, I could see that. And then it lost original score to Around Midnight, but you know Herbie Hancock, you know, made that so. I've never even heard Around Midnight. It's a Herbie Hancock thing. It's I don't know who that is. He's a jazz. He guy. did. I feel like I know that song, but yeah, that's her behind up. And it had robots in it. Not robots, but mannequins. Do you remember that video, Uncle Henry? Unfortunately, yes. The domestic gross of this movie was $109 million. It did pretty well. What was the budget? I don't have the budget on it. Oh, no, we're going to have guesses. Okay. It released on Thanksgiving weekend, 1986. November 28th through the 30th. Uh, where did it land? Number one. And then the top five. Two. Oh, what weekend? Thanksgiving weekend. <sighs> See, I don't remember what came out that year. Uh, opening weekend, I'm going to say one. One. Yeah. Top five, where do you think it right fell? One. One. Caleb? I'm, I'm also thinking one. It is number one. So, uh, Unlike Caleb. So do you want to go from five to two? Yes. Um, number five is a sequel starring uh, Tom Cruise. Only Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise crazy. Hold on. Impossible. No, mm, it's a sequel. No. I'll give you another hand in a minute. But Hold on. Mm. Hold on. Tom Cruise. Tom oh. Cruise. Oh. Um. Um. No, it's does the original not have Tom Cruise? Right. The original does not okay, have Tom Cruise. Okay. So that I know I'm on the right track. I can't remember the name of it. It's a movie about um, pool. Yeah, it's about billiards. Oh, that's a color of money. Color yeah, of money, color yes. Of money. Number four from this weekend is a Disney movie that they re-released uh, that you cannot find anymore. Song of the South. <laughs> Song yeah, of the South. South. Oh, wow. Sorry, what is that? Song, Song of the, the South. South. I, what, it used to be one of my favorites, and I had all kinds of books. And it's um, now being being questioned about it. It's it's been erased for like 30 years now. It's Uh, been canceled because they say it's racist. Romanticizing the uh, Deep South antebellum slavery. Mm. It's a no-no. Number three is um, a huge hit for the year. Um, It is um, a fish out of water story. Splash? Not really about fish. Okay, never mind. <laughs> it's a fish out of water story about a guy from down under. Crocodile Dundee. Coming to New York. Mm. He was yeah. like the most famous person of that year. Yeah. Yep. Paul Hogan was, yeah, I mean, that. was huge. That movie was in theaters for like 18 months. Forever. That thing was, was a monster. Now that's a knife. Uh, number two is a, an animated movie that's not a Disney film. <laughs> Uh, that we've talked about on this show before, but Is I know because Pixar just came out. No, no, it's not a Pixar movie. It's a Don Bluth film. Oh, can you give me some more? Um, some of the voices. Don Don DeLuise is in it. Well, he's in a couple. <laughs> I know, but that's a good. 
<laughs> I want to say this is Don Bluth's second film. Spielberg. Is, it is it a bunch of cats in it? Uh, Rich cat, cats? Uh, cats are involved, but they're not the star. I feel like there's fish. It, like he's a fish. Oh, or it's an American tale. It is an it's American, American tale. tale. Oh, I love okay. that. Oh yeah. my god, I love an number, American number two. Because there's no cats in America. Yeah, there are no cats in America. Exactly. And number one, of course, was Star Trek Four. All right. So the top movies of 1986. Uh, Star Trek does make the top ten, but not the top five. Okay. Where does Star Trek fall? Eight. Six. Seven. I'm also thinking seven. Seven it is. Look at you guys. All right. So w do we want to go from five to one on this as well? I like to go from the bottom up. All right. Yeah. Number five is a movie that we have covered on this podcast. Um, Highlander. Uh, no. No, but, no, no, no. No, but Highlander's on this list, but it's not in top five. Nice. No. In fact, Highlander uh, is 109th from this oh. year. Yeah. It yeah, was a box office yeah. bomb. Yeah, it didn't do well. Uh, it did well on cable. It's a true cult movie. Yeah, yeah, it did well on cable, so I got sequ sequels. What was yeah. that movie we did? Was it Little China? Uh, Big, Big Trouble in Little China. Big Trouble in Little China, also on the list, but at 72. Jesus, <laughs> I'm remembering so many, though. I'm right really proud yeah. of my right year. And also, you haven't said Toy Story once. I'm just well, that was 95. Yeah. <laughs> We're in 86. All right, so, keep up. All right, so <laughs> no, this is a sequel. Uh -huh. It's a okay. science fiction sequel. The first one's a horror film. This one is not. Back to the Future. Oh. All, also on this list, but not <laughs> that high. Wait. Also, 1986. God, three in a row. I don't know what to do with you right now. I don't know. Who is this person? What have done Argentina? Jesus. So this is not a horror movie? Yeah, this is not a horror movie. But the first one was? The first one's a horror film. This one's not. Who is a sequel after a horror film that's not a horror film? I don't know. I, mean, I don't remember. And uh, we did Hocus it? Hocus Pocus? Yes, we've done it. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll get, it, 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 it's a... This one's... Um, did we do the horror they're both science fiction horror films. version? Okay, Scotty, we do a lot of sci-fi. Yeah, Can you first, give me the one first actor? one was horror. Um, Bill Paxton. Oh, I don't know who that is. Aliens. Ghostbusters. Oh, aliens. Yes. Yeah. Aliens. Yeah, because technically, aliens there's horror elements, but it is not, not a horror film. It's more aliens of an action. It's a science fiction action film. But horror. it was kind of scary. There's some scary stuff in it, but it's an action it, film. It has it's horror. not the same slow no. burn. Like, as yeah, you're yeah. right. Alien is a haunted house movie in space. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is. This is still kind of scary. That's why I was that's, like. That's where we start to get into subgenres, and it gets. Uh, number four is Rodney Dangerfield's biggest movie. Back to school. Back to school. Yeah. Uh, number three is a sequel to uh, of a movie of a guy you don't like. <laughs> oh, there's a lot. There's oh, this guy would be Tom Cruise. No. Oh, it's another guy I don't like? Yeah. In fact, you call this guy, um, I'll use the Uncle Henry appropriate Lethal word. Lethal Weapon 2. The uh, Uncle Henry uh, uh, appropriate word of pansy. But what? You don't, you don't call him a pansy. I remember us having this uh, conversation. We've had this conversation before for the yeah. same yes. time. And then um, you've had to like break it down. And then she's always like, yeah, I don't like that guy. Absolutely. that's what But I mean. don't remember who I the know, guy is. Now I'm trying to think of it as, and as soon as you say it, I'll be like, oh, yeah. He's um, not on my radar. That's how much I don't like him. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but you've watched him recently a lot, actually, over the last couple of years. And it's not Tom Cruise? <sighs> but there's things that she likes him in. Is that correct? No. No, no. no, 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 no. I like, no. I like Tom Cruise no, movies. I don't, I don't like Tom I don't, Cruise. I don't think she... 
I don't like this guy at all. I don't think she likes the. Uh, she hates oh, the character. I remember. She I, hates the character. It, it, it's, it's oh, like, I know it's a, this. It's a, this is stupid Karate Kid. That little. <laughs> excuse me. Yes, I'm not saying what she I call She hates Daniel Larusso. Daniel Larusso is terrible. I cannot stand Daniel Larusso. Cannot stand him. Yeah, he deserved every beating he got. And every in real life, up, like, and let me tell you, in real life, Cobra Kai would have whipped his butt all over the place. I could whip his butt easily. <laughs> Daniel LaRusso is terrible. Terrible. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> and it's his fault. All the trouble he got was his own fault because he was messing with Johnny's girlfriend at the very beginning, and then he started pranking on him. And just because that they, like, retaliated, he got all upset about it. Mm-mm. I don't think they took it a little too far. I don't care. <laughs> he deserved it. Little punk. <laughs> Number two is the <laughs> aforementioned Crocodile Dundee because mm-hmm. it was huge. Monster, it was a monster movie. Uh, and number one is Top Gun. Top Gun. Top Gun. Easily yeah. Top Gun. Uh, the other movies that we have covered on this in the catacombs, uh, 45 was FX, which we, Drew and I have done on catacombs. 47 was Back to the Future. 72, Big Trouble in Little China. And 109, Highlander. I thought we did FX on this one. I remember doing no, that one. No, we did that on uh, okay. catacombs. Mm-hmm. And that was Star Trek Four. There you go. Final thoughts. And would you recommend it? No, <laughs> I would not. I think it's I think it's a fun movie. If you just want to sit down and watch something fun, sure. Oh no. <laughs> I don't recommend Star Trek to anybody. <laughs> but if they have this to watch rule. one, number four. You're like it's got whales. It's a throwaway. You don't have to know anybody. Uh, if you're a fan of Star Trek, you got to watch it. If you're not a st- fan of Star Trek, skip it. If you're looking for a weird, zany 80s comedy, yeah. I, think that, I think that it does its job. I kept waiting for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to show up. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, but um, And if you're trying to finish, if, if, if you're watching the movies and you're trying to finish that trilogy, you have to watch it. But it's, it, it's fine. Again, it's yeah. a good solid B for me. Yeah. You know, I, I, I didn't. I didn't feel like I was wasting my time when I saw it. It was. I was entertained, and so it was fine. Caleb. Oh, I said I. For similar reasons, I just recommended it. it's a fun movie. I mean, I, I mean, watched it with my husband. Therefore, I don't feel like I wasted my time because he, he loved yeah, it. Yeah, he had a good yeah. time, and it was fun watching him. He loves. It, he loves Star Trek. It yeah. Can, even the bad Star Trek, he can find good in. That's just the way he is. He loves Star Trek. Yeah. So. It was it was fun watching it with my husband. He finds joy in all of it. Well, Uncle Henry, thank you for coming and hanging out with us. Well, it was uncomfortable, <laughs> <laughs> but it was nice seeing you all again. It was nice seeing you. Was it? I'm un- sorry they were so un- inappropriate for you. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we would love to have you back. <laughs> Well, all right. Uh, promise me uh, that you'll drop that one segment, and I'm here. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to Steph about that. What? That is, you, I mean, <laughs> I'm good with dropping it. You told me, hey, we need to have this. You make sure you pick your people for that segment. And I'm we, like, okay. We do it every week. We do do it every uh, week. Except we, when we forget. <laughs> However, it is fun. I kind of like to watch. It's, it's, it's actually a segment we put in the, 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 original, uh, the original show the first season and then dropped it. I forgot about it like after three episodes in. <laughs> We can pick a kids' movie because that's really uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, yeah, we don't do it with kids', kids movies. movies. <laughs> Is awesome. there a kids' movie that you really it, love? Not really, but 
But we'll I'll do one, one just so that's a Pixar the Sandlot movie? maybe because the Sandlot this year. I won't do it for the Sandlot. That's a weird one. That's a weird poll. <laughs> well, I mean, don't we still have I to mean, do like was I mean, it Gremlins I'm thinking or of movies that We've are fun and entertaining? We have done right? Yeah, you've done. Gr- yeah, you just kidding. We did a Christmas. Yeah, I remember that. 2019. What a yeah. Christmas story! I don't know. We did Gremlins. Gremlins. Too. Oh, Gremlins is fun. Yeah, we did Gremlins. I thought we had, no, Goonies is the one we haven't. Done I yet. love the Goonies. See, I won't do Goonies. I tell you what, because a I don't like it. B B Monster Squad's way better. Monster Squad is good. Monster Squad's better. Monster Squad is better. Except that. I have never watched the Goonies. That, uh, I'm not even trying to compare He's the two. The, the fact that you don't like Goonies. I love so the Goonies. He should come back for the Goonies. But you're, but but you're, I've never seen the Goonies. Oh, you're a person that famously has not watched movies. I know. You can be my, my partner in crime. Okay. Yeah, I've never watched You've the You've never Goonies. seen Goonies? I'm an adult. Why would I watch the Goonies? <laughs> Why would I, watch I love the Goonies. The Goonies. You, you were a little younger back then. Were you young enough, though? Uh, no, no, I wasn't young enough. A gentleman no, you, never you, the only I, the I only won't. reason for an adult to watch a kids movie is if they're raising kids themselves, Sorry, or if they're mentally like burn? a child. But if you watch the never. movie, then you could do the truffle Henry, shuffle. His, his <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you, you think that, that Uncle Henry should do the truffle shuffle? No. no. That sounds like that pizza. If they had to name that pizza, they would name it the truffle shuffle. <laughs> I'm thinking Uncle Henry would be great at doing no. the truffle shuffle. I don't know what that means, but I'm sure I wouldn't like it. No, you wouldn't. No. Uh, Uncle Henry, how can folks find you? Uh, listen to 95KSJ, Monday through Friday, beginning at 10 in the morning, and you'll listen to me. All right. 95KSJ. Right. And you also can find him on uh, iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Yes. And, yes. So and don't you have a Friday night? No. Not anymore? Not anymore. <gasps> really? Well, you're always welcome to hang out with us. Well, thank you. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Uh, this is Scotty saying this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.